Before we start today's episode, I just have a quick favor to ask. If you could just take a second, just one or two seconds, to share this with a friend, family member, or coworker, I'd really appreciate it. Take 30 seconds or less to just go ahead and rate this podcast, whatever platform you're watching or listening to this on. I'd really appreciate it. It's really going to help us grow, really help us reach more people. If you and I are much alike, which is probably why you're watching me or listening to me, then you know we just want to help more people. So if we could go ahead and help this grow, help this reach more people, that's the goal. And that's what we need to do right now. What's going on, everybody? My name is Isaac Alamir, the host of What I Wish I Knew Sooner and the author of What I Wish I Knew Sooner, which is my newsletter, which will be linked somewhere down below. I don't know. Check it out. It's freaking awesome. So what's today about? Today's about a really interesting topic. It's about how to be happy and how to manage pain and struggle because pain and struggle are just part of life and we can't avoid it. So we might as well just learn how to manage it. It's actually pretty cool because once you can learn to do that, that's kind of the key to kind of finding happiness. Really awesome. Can't wait to talk about it right now. So. What is pain? Let's get straight to the point, right? What is pain? Pain is a physical and mental uh, product of our nervous system. So it's just something that our body does naturally. It, it keeps us alive. It keeps us from doing the same emotional mistakes and the same physical mistakes, right? So with this in mind, when you're a kid, you're probably not that smart. You probably go do stupid things that you don't know the consequence of, right? Let's go ahead and say this example is touching the stove. When you touch a hot stove, ah, shit, that hurt my hand. Whatever you touched it with, I don't know. You're probably not going to touch that again. If you're a smart kid and you learn from your mistakes, you're probably not going to touch that again, which I know there's those off kids as myself who probably touched it again because we're idiots. That's besides the point. Same thing when it comes to emotional, right? I like to use this example in a, in a relationship. When you come to an end of a really long, valuable relationship, uh, whatever might have happened, it's probably going to hurt, right? You use that pain and you use that to not make the same mistake again. Some people take this a step further and just don't mess with the relationships at all, which I don't agree with. That's not what I'm saying to do. But you, what you should be doing is taking this pain and learning from it. Like, hey, I don't want to feel pain again. Let's go ahead and see the mistakes we did. Uh, whatever the mistake might have been, it could have been picking the wrong person, doing the wrong things, working too many hours. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is you're not going to make those same mistakes again if you do want a valued relationship which is why you're not going to make the same mistake again of touching the stove when you know it's going to hurt, right? So emotionally and physically, pain is there to respond to whatever is happening. So that way we hopefully don't do it again because if it hurts emotionally or physically, our body probably doesn't want to go through that again anyway. That's why we react the way we react, right? The, cent the central nervous system, right, kind of staying on that topic, the central nervous system, oh my gosh, Say that 10 times fast. The central nervous system punishes us for making these mistakes. So again, hopefully we don't make the same mistake again. But Isaac, I've been hurt over and over and I've tried picking different partners and I've tried doing different things. I've even worn gloves when I walk around uh, something hot or touch something hot. That's not the point, right? Sometimes we just don't learn. And in that point, either we didn't learn or it didn't hurt enough. Those are the two things that I want you to keep in mind. If you keep getting hurt over and over again, whatever it might be, either you didn't get hurt enough or you just didn't learn from your mistake at all. So with those two examples, I like to, let's go ahead and, uh, and start with the, it didn't hurt enough, right? When it comes to something physically, yeah, ow, it might've hurt a little bit. Maybe you flipped your quesadilla or your grilled cheese with, a, with no gloves or no spatula. Probably doesn't hurt enough, right? But if one day you flip it and it 
gives you a really bad burn to the point where you can't touch anything for a couple weeks, at that point, you're probably going to start using a spatula. You're probably going to start wearing some gloves, whatever it might be, right? Same thing emotionally. Let's go ahead and stick with the example of being in a relationship. If the relationship at the end didn't hurt enough to where you go and make the same mistakes and keep getting hurt, the relationship probably wasn't as valuable to you as you really thought, or you didn't value it yourself as much as you should have, right? So it didn't hurt enough or you didn't learn your lesson. So knowing that pain keeps us alive, right? It's kind of good to understand that it's not always beneficial to avoid pain and to seek pleasure because we kind of need that response. We need to keep feeling that so we can keep learning. Now, I'm not saying you always have to keep looking for pain, always have to keep looking for this. Of course, you could seek some pleasure, you could have fun, you could do these things. But what I'm trying to say here is a lot of people, going back to the example, like I said earlier, the people who completely avoid pain in general, that's not good because you're never going to learn. If you have one really bad but shit hit the fan, I don't know what it might have been, and you broke down completely, it hurt, and you fell to the floor, and you scraped your knee, whatever it might be. In that relationship sense, it's not good to just not get in a relationship again or just use relationships for whatever pleasure factor you might get out of it, right? Because what that's doing is when you're actually ready for a real relationship or when a good opportunity for a real relationship occurs, you're not ready for it. You're not there and you don't want to accept that, even though that's the perfect opportunity for you. But you haven't felt enough pain to learn and be ready for that relationship. Just like maybe in a certain sport or even being a child in general, maybe you haven't fallen down and scraped your knee hard enough. Maybe you're too scared of falling down and scraping your knee to where you don't even want to play sports, you don't even want to play on the playground or do anything. Now that's not good because obviously we need to go out there and be physical. We need to go out there and and train our immune system as well. Like it, all that has its has its its value, and we can't avoid that. Whether it's a relationship or whether it's in physical pain, emotional pain, whatever it might be, we can't avoid the pain. It's good to go out there and practice new things, to feel the pain, to learn, to put different conclusions together, and come to an overall best answer for yourself. Focusing a little bit more on the emotional aspect of it, kind of like psychological pain is an indication of something out of equilibrium. Equilibrium. I can't speak today, apparently. So let me go ahead and rephrase that for you to understand. So physical pain is an indication of something out of equilibrium. So some some limitation has been exceeded at some point and something hasn't on another point, right? So when it comes to the emotions, maybe you're too high on one emotion and too low on another emotion, emotion, whatever it might be, there's usually an excess of what you're feeling, which is what causes you to feel even worse than what you probably should. So when we're talking about pain, it's usually more related to sadness or anger. Of course, you're probably not going to feel pain from happiness, right? When it comes to sadness or anger, sometimes we need to learn to manage those things and point them in the right direction. One thing that I could say to kind of help this, right, is that finding an outlet to put that anger or sadness to is really key in this scenario. So let's go ahead and bring that example back of a relationship, right? Maybe you caught someone cheating on you, whatever, you're really angry and not saying it's an overreaction. I don't know everyone's situation or whatever it might have been. Sometimes we take those things way too far because we don't have an outlet. We don't know. We don't have a way to deal with it because we've never been really taught that, 
right? Same thing with sadness. After the anger, you're probably sad. It's important to find an outlet to kind of let go of all these things. It might never really fully let go. And it's not your responsibility to let it go. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not your fault that something happened, but it is your responsibility to let it go. It is your responsibility responsibility to find a way to let it go, if that makes sense, right? So just like physical pain, right? It teaches us to maybe walk a little bit further from the table when we stub our toe. It teaches us to maybe take a little more caution when we're cooking so we don't burn our fingers, right? We learn emotionally to manage these emotions better so maybe we don't get into that toxic relationship again. Maybe we end the relationship when we realize we find the signs of a toxic relationship. Maybe we wear gloves, meaning we're more careful with these emotions that we use and when we actually use them. Speaking of that, right, I'm sure someone out there had the question of, well, if we can't avoid pain, what kind of pain should we pick to have? At least that's what I would have thought, right? We can't avoid it. It's part of life. And fortunately, we do get to choose what type of pain and suffering we go through. Believe it or not, whatever pain or suffering you have been through, no matter how bad it's been, no matter how sad or mad you've felt, it is your responsibility to fix that. It is, at the end of the day, somewhat, at some point, your fault that you ended up in that situation. You need to accept that in order to move on and actually find that happiness. So the pain that we want is the pain that we enjoy suffering through. Solving though that pain or going through that pain and making it on the other way out and making you happy is the pain you want to keep doing. Now, I'm sure continuing to stub your toe, continuing to burn your finger, continuing to break up after breakup isn't something you want to keep doing, right? So what I mean by this, right, is, oh, ah, let's find a good example, like a mathematician. <laughs> that was kind of stupid. So like a mathematician, right? They enjoy solving these problems. They enjoy doing math. Because every time they solve a really difficult problem, they have a high dopamine response. So the same thing like being an athlete. Being an athlete is freaking hard. I mean, there's a lot of physical, a lot of mental endurance that goes into playing a sport, especially at a high level. And it sucks. There's a lot of hard work, a lot of suffering, and a lot of pain. Then why do people keep doing it? It's because when they get the result, the win, or the satisfactory, the satisfactory of scoring a point, whatever, whatever sport you might be in, that's the point. They enjoy the suffering, they enjoy the pain and enduring that because they enjoy the, res the, the result at the end. So the whole point is to constantly look for something that you enjoy struggling with. Because like I said, you're not going to be able to avoid struggle. Something at some point, everything's going to be hard, no matter what you do, whatever job you decide to pick, whatever hobby you decide to, to take on, it's going to be hard, especially at first when you're learning something. So you got to find something that it's like, hey, this sucks. But when it doesn't suck, it's freaking awesome. Or the result of the sucking is cool. You enjoy it. Again, you're probably not going out there looking into every relationship like, oh, I can't wait to break up with this person. No, the reason why you go through a hard relationship and you have these battles, if it's a strong, valued relationship, then at the end, it's way better. After every fight, you guys are way happier. After every hardship, you guys become closer and closer together. That's how it should be, right? That's how it should be. Life is a constant struggle, and problems lead to solutions, and solutions lead to new problems. A good example I like to, to uh, put with this is that Warren Buffett and a homeless man both have the same money problem. Ne not necessarily the same money, pro no, money problem, but they both have a money problem. 
Warren Buffett just probably enjoys his much more, right? He has too much freaking money to the point where he needs people to protect him to a certain extent, right? But the homeless man has so little money that he's willing to do anything to go get money, right? So they both have money problems. It's just two are very different in the way that I guess you look at it. The reason why I use that example is because at one point, Warren Buffett probably didn't have all the money in the world, right? He wasn't the richest man in the world at one point. At some point, he needed to find a solution to his problem. And he did. What did that solution bring? Way too much freaking money. I mean, is that really a bad problem? No. The reason why I like to use that is because obviously, depending on the person, too much money, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. So, you get to pick what you want to struggle with. That's the true happiness. Like I had mentioned at the beginning, Managing that pain and struggle is what's key to finding the happiness. Well, this is what I meant. Finding things you enjoy struggling through, finding, finding toes you enjoy stubbing in life is key to actually being truly happy. Because if you think about it, after every difficult situation, after something hard that you've endured, it's always that big sigh of relief, right? Like that good feeling like, yes, we made it through, we did it, right? That's how you got to go through life. You got to find something that you continue to do that. Not something that's like, oh man, it can't, sucks. It's going to happen again tomorrow. It's like, dang, that was hard. I can't wait to do it again tomorrow. I know it's like one of those psychological tricks and I'm not trying to, actually, it's not one of those psychological tricks. I'm not trying to tell you to be like, oh, I can't wait to go to work tomorrow if you hate your job. I'm telling you to be like, you know what? Let me go find something that's challenging because that's just our human nature. It's finding something that's hard and solving how to do it. Just like when you build a piece of furniture, it's like, dang, there's a lot of pieces here. I'm going to have to put this together and I don't even know how to screw in a light bulb. But when you finally do it and you sit on that piece of furniture, you use that piece of furniture, you're excited and you're happy. You feel like you've accomplished something. Well, that same feeling is how you should be going through every single day. Every single day when you wake up, you should be excited, even though you don't want to get out of bed because you're tired. But you're also excited at the same time because it's like, hey, I know what's coming today. I'm excited to get after it. That's what true happiness comes from. Finding a problem you enjoy having and a problem you enjoy solving. The key word here is solving. With no problems, you're miserable. A problem you could constantly solve is going to make you happy. A problem that you can't solve is going to make you miserable. What I really wanted you to catch that, what I really wanted you to catch there was that no problems at all is going to make you miserable. So let's go ahead and I want to tell a story about like, I don't even, I don't remember the exact names of these people. I just remember hearing the story like four years ago in high school. And somehow I still remembered it when I wanted to talk about this. So I'm, I'm grateful I remember the story. Anyways, there was this prince and long ago, and the king at the time wanted to give him the best life possible. He didn't want him to struggle. He didn't want him to know anything bad. Wanted to give him absolutely everything he ever wanted. So the king kept the prince within the castle for pretty much his teenage years, which I'll get to later. This kid was pampered, got everything he absolutely wanted, never saw the outside world, every toy, every piece of food, whatever it might have been, he got. But one day he got curious, right? One day he got curious and he wanted to go out there and see the outside of the kingdom. Well, keep in mind, this person has never seen a piece of struggle in his life. He's always had everything handed to him. So when he actually went out there into the kingdom and saw the poverty and the, the famine and all these people dying and not getting enough food, sleeping in the cold and the mud, 
he was like didn't know what to think he was like well why don't you just ask for help even though obviously at the time it wasn't that simple so he eventually ended up running away and found his own struggle and went to go went ahead and endured that pain that everyone else in the kingdom was in enduring at the time so what he realized is when he had no problems he was miserable because it was the same thing over and over again it gave him the want the force almost to go out there and see what else was out there now you shouldn't be going through life like that obviously if everything is constantly the same and there's never a problem there's never an issue then eventually you're going to get bored of whatever you're doing and you're not going to want to do it anyway the reason why that's important is because sometimes this is what happens in our relationships or our jobs and that's not okay what you need to be doing is finding the problems you enjoy solving and again problems you can't solve are also going to make you miserable so if you you're at a place where there's constantly problems constantly issues that you can't solve because it's out of your power or whatever it might be you just can't solve it that's also going to make you miserable so the point is to either create your own struggle create your own problems that you can solve meaning your own business or whatever it might be in that sense or find something you enjoy doing every single day that's challenging that's difficult that you can do and is rewarding to you one thing to kind of keep in mind here is solving the problem is creating a system happiness is not the goal the product or a piece of cake right happiness is not something that's just bestowed upon us from thin air that's not something that we just discover on the top three ways to improve our happiness, right? We can't just find this in some book or some Instagram reel or some TikTok video, whatever it might be. We have to go out there and create it, right? It's, it doesn't just magically appear, which unfortunately so many people just want to assume that it does. They feel like they could watch a three ways to be happy video and be happier. They could watch a happiness movie and be happier. Read how to be happy in a book. But that's not how it happens, right? A lot of times these books are just bogus in general or these movies, whatever you're watching, are probably just bullshit anyway. But when it comes to these things, you can't just expect to have it happen automatically. We have to take action and actually do something about it, right? So you don't find it just waiting there. It's a constant work in progress. And that's kind of the whole point, right? Happiness is a constant work in progress. I mean, there's always something that's going to be in the way that we have to solve to in order to keep the happiness going, right? It doesn't just happen out of nowhere. We have to go out there and make it. And once you could realize that, or once you realize that that's how it works, it becomes a lot easier and you find yourself kind of being happy more often. So to kind of just wrap this up and bring this to a little bit of an end, um, I want to ask you, what are you willing to struggle for? What are you willing to endure in order to be at the place you want to be? A good fitness example that I want to mention is that this even happens with relationships is that people just settle right they constantly just realize that hey this is hard or this is difficult I just want to go back to how it was when it was easy when I didn't really have to worry about it so they continue to ask themselves like what if what else or even what for right why what else is there to come next excuse me what if this did or didn't happen for why did this happen to me lifelong fulfillment is meant to be earned through choosing through finding meaningful struggle life isn't just sunshine and rainbows all the time you can't go always can't go out there and always get everything you absolutely want eventually there's going to come eventually there's going to be a block in the road that you're going to have to go around or go through 
And a lot of times we have to go through that block in order to really learn what that block was meant there to be. So one thing that I kind of want to, one little nugget I want to give you guys is to read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. This is kind of where I got this main idea from, this big topic from. Uh, it kind of started uh, beginning of the book, not too far into the book. I think it was like chapter one, chapter two. Can't really remember, but go ahead and read that book. Then come to me and talk to me how you feel about this topic as well. It's not something I just kind of found out of the whim. It's something I've been kind of really sitting on and thinking about for a long time since I've started reading this book. So how can we be truly happy? If I didn't already answer that, then I probably did something wrong. Because if you were really paying attention, or if I really give you guys the information you should have been given, then right now you should know how to be happy. The simple, sweet, short answer on how to be happy is finding the problems you enjoy solving. Finding the struggle that you enjoy enduring in order to reach somewhere you want to be. That's how you're going to be truly happy. You're not going to be happy just waiting for it to come fall on your lap. You're not going to be happy when you just have this sudden dopamine release of eating a piece of cake. Truly, ha True happiness comes after something very difficult. After a difficult relationship. After you continue to endure pain. You need to learn to tattoo that pain and tattoo that struggle into your brain. So that the next time something happens, you know how to go about it. To, so the next time you have to go through it, you know what to endure. And you can endure even more and become better and learn. That's all I'm going to leave you guys with. That's all I'm going to leave you guys with for now. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something. And if uh, you found a better way to make yourself happy, if you found something valuable in here, please just let me know. Give me a comment. Give me a like. Share this with a friend, family member, or a coworker. It really helps us reach more people. And ultimately, that's all I want to do is just help people. So go ahead and tell me what you thought. And without further ado, I'll see you next Sunday.